This podcast is brought to you by the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-Pack Special. Everyone loves the Thunderstorm. It doesn't take up any floor space, there are no filters to replace, and it's only one-third the cost of those bulky air purifiers. Take advantage of the Thunderstorm 3-Pack Special at EdenPureDeals.com and use promo code HOWIE3. Strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Make a very important point, and that is that the border is secure. Look, um, the border, the border is secure. There were only 450 total migrants the entire fiscal year of 2021 here in San Diego. They've eclipsed that number in the past 48 hours. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. While Republicans in the House, speaking of them, have voted to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Will not, will not look kindly on House Republicans for this blatant act of what we believe to be unconstitutional, unconstitutional bipartisanship. <laughs> Serious? Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's Howie Carr. 844-500-4242. We got a lot of stuff to get to here in the final hour of the show. A roundup of uh, gang members from the Heath Street gang. Uh, all kinds of things going on uh, Bob Menendez update, et cetera, et cetera. But first, we want to check in. We've uh, we've been trying to do a monthly segment with the uh, Mass Family Institute. It's a conservative group in in Massachusetts. They do a lot of good work, and they uh, they try to do the best they can to keep the uh, state uh, from going totally off the rails and into a left wing off a left wing cliff. And it's it's an uphill struggle. But we, che- we like to just check in with them and see what they're up to, the Mass Family Institute. And today we have with us the, uh, the president, Ian Hewitt. And uh, he wanted to talk about, he recently wrote a, uh, a, a piece for uh, org, their website, Mass Family Institute, org. Can I sue my child's school for being biased? And this is an interesting uh, question for uh, for Massachusetts because we all know the story of uh, Liam Morrison. He's the middle school student in uh, Middleborough, and uh, he was, uh, you know, treated very poorly, forced to take off a shirt last year that said there are there are two genders. That was too controversial for the public schools in Middleborough. Now he's suing in uh, in the uh, uh, First Circuit Court of Appeals in Boston. And uh, guess what? He went up before a three-judge panel, and all three of them are Democrats, Democrat appointees. So, you know, where, 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 where do you go for justice, you know? Ian Hewitt, thanks for being with us from the Mass Family Institute. Where do you go for justice when the, the, uh, not only the schools but the courts are controlled by, uh, by, by these uh, people, these liberals? Well, Howie, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you're right that the First Circuit Court of Appeals is one of the most liberal federal courts in the country. Liam's case is a perfect example of how to effectively fight school bias. And thank you so much for having me on to talk about that. But we are not bound to take these kinds of discrimination cases to federal courts. 
we don't need to be before the First Circuit Court of Appeals. What we can do in the case of the next Liam Morrison is bring an action under the Massachusetts state constitution and stay in Massachusetts state court. And that's that's still a tough road to hoe, but we've found that our state courts tend to be much more favorable on at least some of these constitutional issues than federal courts in New England. Really? That you could do, you could do better with a, a, even though some of the federal judges, like, for instance, Judge Gorton or Judge Wolf, they were appointed by Republican presidents. Right. Well, the overall composition of the First Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which is where, you know, these hot button cases are going to tend to end up, uh, is extremely liberal. And that's not to say we've got uh, arch conservative state courts in Massachusetts, but what we do have is we've got our state constitution, uh, one of the oldest constitutions in the country, and our state constitution has repeatedly been held to afford greater protections in some ways than our, our federal constitution. There are more free speech protections, for example, in the Massachusetts state constitution than under the federal First Amendment. So what we're interested in, next time a student comes to us with a, a case of being discriminated against for their political or religious beliefs, is seeing if we can use that to push the envelope with our state constitution right here in Massachusetts. I'm just uh, reading your uh, your your column here, Can I Sue My Child's School for Being Biased? And uh, uh, I'll just read a couple of sentences. Although school administrators are legally free to indoctrinate your children, they are generally not free to engage in censorship and discrimination. In other words, while the school is free to teach Marxism, it is not free to punish you for not being a Marxist. You know, I, I read something like that, and I keep thinking, if I had kids that uh, were uh, were that age now, if I read that, I would say, well, that's theoretically good, but I think I'm going to homeschool my kids or send them to uh, private schools. <laughs> Well, that's certainly an option that people should pursue. You know, I don't I don't think that we should give up entirely on involvement in the public schools. And I'll just give one example of why. The kind of case that I would most love to bring to challenge bias in the school districts is to represent a Christian or a conservative teacher who stands up, uh, challenges the orthodoxy of the school system and says, these are my beliefs, I'm not going to back down. That could be a wonderful free speech case. Or, you know what, Howie, that teacher doesn't even need to be employed with the district. We could bring potentially a case if a qualified person just tried to become a teacher or an administrator and was turned down because of their political or religious beliefs. That may be a case. The problem is conservatives, by and large, just aren't even attempting to be involved in the public school system. They aren't pursuing careers as teachers or public school administrators, and if only a few of them were, we would be so much better off across the board in the public school system because we would have many wonderful cases we could use to really stick it to this left-wing Marxist bias in the school system and force them to be more accommodating, more open-minded. It's difficult enough to go to Thanksgiving dinner with people like that, other than have to go to work with them every day. You, you, you certainly can understand why, why, uh, why, for lack of a better term, normal people wouldn't want to be associated with these kinds of institutions. I do understand, uh, but I think we have to take a page from the left. You know, the cultural left dominates so many major institutions because when they try to take over corporations, academia, the education system, they see that as part and parcel of being a progressive, that they have a mandate to go out and dominate 
these institutions. I think there's a cultural problem among conservatives where we think, you know, maybe one day a week I'll do some activism, but otherwise I'm just going to live my life. For progressives, it's part and parcel of their living their lives to infiltrate and exert influence in these institutions. And I think if we took a page from them strategically, we'd be in a much better position now. We're talking to Ian Hewitt, the uh, president of the Mass Family Institute, and uh, they, uh, he's, a, he's a lawyer, and uh, they're, they're, uh, he's got a great column out, Can I Sue My Child's School for Being Biased? You can, go, you can read it at mafamily.org, mafamily.org. How about, how about running people for the school committees? I mean, the, people have tried that, and that doesn't – I mean, I, I can't uh, – I, I know that uh, – I know some people who are fairly high profile who've tried to run for the school committee in fairly conservative towns, and they've uh, they've been uh, defeated basically by the uh, by the school committee candidates or, or the uh, school – the teachers' union candidates, I should say. The teachers' union gets behind these people, and, you know, there's uh, – you know, other people – you know, the – the average citizens are just out working for a living and they're not paying attention and they haven't got time to get involved in these campaigns and the uh, conservative candidates get overwhelmed. Yeah, that's true. You know, this is the most common question that we get, uh, the title of that blog post, Can I Sue My Child School for Being Biased? People want us to bring suits just to stop the teaching from being so biased and one-sided. But as you correctly said a minute ago, uh, you do not have, uh, if you're a school, the ability to force someone to be a Marxist. But what you do have is the right to teach Marxism. Elections have consequences. You let Marxists win the school board seats, and they can decide to teach Marxism in the school district. They can't discriminate against you if you disagree with them or censor you. But they can teach all the Marxism that they want. And you're right. Step one is to run for school board. And unfortunately, there are some conservative-leaning school districts where you, you'll get conservatives that will even win these seats. And then they're so cowed at that point by the progressive superintendents or the progressive education law practice groups that advise them that they don't stand up and assert themselves. So we can there's school districts out there where we've got the votes if we can get people to be engaged and to contact their school board members and urge them to stand up to the institutional left. We have a lot of headway in that area. And even if you're in a district where you stand no chance of getting elected to the school board, you can still at least encourage students to stand up and speak out, organize student groups, organize protests. If they're censored, then they can stand up for their constitutional rights, just like Liam Morrison is. That way we can get a win and check the influence of the institutional left without even having to take the school board. 863 says, when the Democrats, communists, realize that more parents are starting to homeschool their children, they will outlaw homeschooling. Well, there was a case uh, just mentioned by the uh, Mass State Committee, uh, Republican State Committee, uh, over the over the weekend. Michelle Wu was uh, saying that they, they were going to allow uh, allow students uh, to to come in and go to all the museums in, in the city for free. But she, she didn't mention charter schools. Charter schools still have to pay if you're a student there. I mean, where, where's the uh, equity there, Ian? Well, he makes a good point that, uh, you know, if you only opt out and opting out and building parallel institutions, that's got to be part of the solution. But if that's all we do, then the left is just going to expand its influence and become more and more oppressive until 
you know, it finds us where we are and, and chokes us off there. So it's important to, yes, be building parallel institutions, private schools, homeschool co-ops, but we also should be engaged in our local school districts and we should be encouraging, most importantly, students in local school districts to be standing up like Liam Morrison is standing up. That's going to queue up great cases for us to go in and knock the institutional left in the teeth. All right. Ian Hewitt, uh, president of the uh, Mass Family Institute, thanks for being with us. Where can people go if they want to learn more about the Mass Family Institute? Thank you so much. mafamily.org, easy website, and be sure to subscribe to our emails. We'll update you at least once a week on everything that's going on in the state. mafamily.org. Thank you, Ian Ian Hewitt. 844-500-4242. I'm Howie Carr. Got a great cop story? Email it to policeblotter at howiecarshow.com and listen to Police Blotter Facts Friday every Friday at 530. Your story could win you a great prize from the Howie Car Show store. The Howie Car Show is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by Local Silver Mint, located in Ware, New Hampshire. Silver Dave will work with you directly. Contact him at localsilvermint.com, localsilvermint.com. Taylor, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at howiecarshow.com, is should blocking an interstate highway be made a federal crime? Yes, someone could die, or no, they're just filthy hippies trying to save the planet. Yes, someone could die. 97% say yes, someone could die. Right. And I understand the 3%, some of them anyway, saying, you know, that it'll be, uh, it'll be used against conservatives, you know, the MAGA truck protests, for instance. But, you know, I, I think you got to have something to deal with these courts. And these, these courts are, the state courts are all liberal, despite what Ian Hewitt says. I mean, the, the, the courts in Massachusetts are not going to help out conservatives, generally speaking. Take Those, a bath, hippie! Take a bath, hippie. And, and a good shave, too. I remember Dapper O'Neill, 67, throwing bars of soap at the hippies camped out on the common. Didn't help him much in the mayor's race. I think he got 1% of the vote, but it was a, it was a good theatrical gesture on Tremont Street. Amusing. Catherine Herridge got fired yesterday. The one reporter CBS News had. The New York Post has a story about it from a quote from the uh, CBS newsroom. People can't make sense of this decision. They're shocked and dismayed that we would oust the journalist who brought credibility to the company. CBS has no credibility. <laughs> I, I got to tell you that. That's what do they care? What do they care? She was a. Uh, she, she was. She didn't belong at CBS because she was a journalist. Apparently, she ran into uh, trouble when they brought in, uh, three years ago, they brought in a guy named Matt Mosk, M-O-S-K, to lead the network's investigative unit from ABC News. He had served as the senior investigative producer, <laughs> senior investigative producer, not the junior investigative, the senior investigative producer on the 2021 Hulu documentary, Out of the Shadows, The Man Behind the Steel Dossier. That would be Christopher Steele. That's totally debunked 
dossier. He made it all up. It's it's a fraudulent document. He made it all up with the help of an illegal alien, suspected Russian spy, drunk driver, and a, another uh, drunk driver from Massachusetts by the name of, uh, I think his name is Dolan, 844-542. Wasn't it, 3032, wasn't it a state court uh, judge who, who aided an illegal uh, alien who was escaping ICE? Yes, that would be uh, Judge Shelley Joseph. 844-500-4242, Heath Street gang members and associates charged in federal sweep. Over 40 members and associates of the Heath Street gang in Boston were charged today in federal court in Boston with racketeering, drug trafficking, firearms, wire fraud, and financial frauds, including COVID fraud. Stop me if you've heard that one before. COVID fraud. They've engaged in widespread CARES Act loan and unemployment fraud. Here's a list of the, some of the defendants. Jacori Lyons, J-A-Q-U-O-R-I, Lyons, a.k.a. Jizzle, a.k.a. Y-Jizzle. Joan Avalo Quisado, a.k.a. Trouble. Trayvon Bell, a.k.a. Moolah. Of Roslindale. What about his cousin Archie? <laughs> of Houston, he's for Archie's from Houston, Texas, and he not only sings but he dances just as good as he walks. Amos Carasquillo, aka Cruddy, of Mattapan. Zion Ford, aka Bricks, of Hyde Park. Tyree Herring, T-Y-R-R-E, Herring, a.k.a. Smooth of Bill Ricca. D-E apostrophe V-O-N-N-E, Devon McDonald Jones, a.k.a. D. Jones. Rickville McKinney, R-I-C-K-Q-U-I-L-L-E, Rickquill McKinney, a.k.a. Mosey. Amani uh, Perkins, a.k.a. Chapa, Chapa, 844-500-4242. We got a lot of stuff to get to here. You said Baba, Baba. No, there was no one named Baba. None of them had, those, were, those weren't bad nicknames, but none of them were as good as Yo Pesci. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500- 4242. We're sold out of the uh, cheap bastard deals to the Nauset Beach Inn, but uh, we've still got a lot of great stuff at the uh, Howie Car Show store. Go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. You can pre order our new t shirt. Cheaper to deport than support. It's a nice, great t shirt uh, with a uh, with, uh, black print and support. The S is uh, a dollar sign. We also have some. Uh, 
a few gift certificates left to Maria's Restaurante, the oldest and best Italian restaurant in Portland, Maine. $50 gift certificates for 25 bucks. Plus, we've got all kinds of other great stuff. My my book, uh, Paperboy, my new book, some of my older books, The Kennedy Babylon, Volumes 1 and 2. So there's a lot of good stuff. Check it out. 844-500-4242. Senator Mark Pacheco is retiring from Taunton. This is what's called addition by subtraction. He's been in. He's been there for. He and his toupee has been have been there for thirty one years, and uh, he was he he uh, he fought privatization when uh, Bill Weld was trying to uh, get some uh, some contracts with private companies so that people would actually work on public projects, and they called it privatization a weld scam. They had these bumper stickers, if you remember back in those days. We always laughed and said they should have the, a more accurate description. Truth and truth and bumper stickers would have been work a weld scam because that's what it was. But he's not running for uh, election. We'll have a, we'll have we'll be talking to some of the at least one of the Republican candidates who's already announced. It's not uh, Sean O'Connell, it's uh, somebody else from the city of Taunton. 844-500-4242. Gary, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Gary. Oh, Howie, good evening. Uh, you know, I've been listening to all you guys talk about how stupid everybody is on the liberal side because they do all these irrational things, and they're all irrational. Everybody sees it. This has got to be by intent. These people can't be that stupid. They, they've got an agenda. What I don't think they understand is that when they get their socialistic utopia, who's going to make the yachts for them? I, yeah, hey, gonna, hey, Gary, who's going to unplug their toilets? That's more basic than, than a yacht, isn't it? Who's, gonna, who's going to uh, fix their air conditioning or their heating systems? Who's uh, going to fix their electrical wiring? Yeah, I know. And I think that, that that's where they're delusional, but they're pushing this country over the edge. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows. Listen, Klaus Schwab said this, and I've actually got it on my computer. He said they're going to own nothing, eat insects, and love it. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, 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 Gary, and what he means, he means you and me. He's not talking about himself and John Kerry and all the other people who flew to Davos in their private jets. He's not talking about Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and those people. He's talking about you and me. We're the ones that are going to have to get uh, get a bus, st- stand and wait in the cold. I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know. They they just think they're not going to be affected by all these uh, all these terrible uh, plagues that they are visiting upon the rest of us. Thanks for the call, Gary. 844-500-4242. Justin from Boyle's Body Works says the Casanos love the new T-shirt. Cheaper to deport than support. The Casanos are running for the Republican State Committee. Uh, Just, Justin's a write-in candidate, and Ruthie is uh, is on the ballot. We'll be talking more about the Republican State Committee races as the uh, as the date approaches. Super Tuesday, March fifth. But uh, if you're in the uh, if you're in their their district in uh, the Waltham area, vote for the Casanos after you vote for uh, Donald J. Trump or whoever. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Um, L.A. private schools, speaking of private schools, you know, they, they, they hate private schools. Uh, and 
but people still open private schools and they try to do the right thing by uh, by young kids. Academy of Media Arts, that's in L.A., and it was founded by a guy named Dana Hammond. And he was in a he was in a hotel that was that became a homeless shelter. And they the uh, the the uh, the 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 bums and the illegal aliens basically wrecked the entire school. They made it uh, impossible for him to even keep the school open. He had to shut it down because the kids were in danger. The guy was on Fox this morning. Dana Hammond is his name, and he's the Academy of Media Arts founder. Uh, and he's explaining what happened. And how first he's explaining how his uh, how he set up the school. Cut eleven. That the city continues to uh, house four hundred over four hundred of some of the highest needs uh, uh, individuals, homeless individuals uh, that's suffering from you know drug illness and drug addiction. My mom suffered from drug uh, uh, illness, which is why I started this work in terms of preparing students for the future of work. And it's just been intruders after intruders after intruders, indecent in- exposure. Welcome to. Democrat America. Welcome to Gavin Newsom's Los Angeles. Mayor Bass's Los Angeles. Cut 12. But they also have to deal with uh, individuals who are who are nude in the back, uh, doing doing drugs in the back. Uh, it's just on and on. Uh, smoking marijuana in the front of our school, and if if we ask them to move, you know that it it becomes quickly escalated in a fight with one of our security guards, and it just has been a disaster yeah. that we've lost enrollment. And then on January 10th, we had an intruder on high on LSD into our classrooms, uh, into our our campus. And it's just, it's just, someone's going to die. And I have to get our students out of here. Another California success story. California, the Massachusetts of the West Coast. Here's a, here's an amusing story about Democrat corruption. Bob Menendez, Senator Goldbar. They, uh, they, they, the feds filed more uh, documents about the, the uh, aspects of his scam. And, you know, one of the deals he had was with a halal mogul, an Egyptian named Wa'ul Walhana. They had a deal. They were going to, you know, they were, they were, he was going to, the, the Hana, the, the halal mog, mogul was going to make payoffs to uh, Menendez. But the deal supposedly fell apart, this is the New York Post, when uh, Hanna tried to cheat the Democrat politician and his wife Nadine out of the value of a diamond engagement ring. So Menendez was, uh, had to use part of the, uh, had to provide part of the payoff in a criminal insurance fraud case, getting it fixed. And he had to buy her a new Mercedes-Benz that she needed to replace the call. She'd wrecked her previous car when she ran over and killed a pedestrian in, uh, in New Jersey. And he also had to buy her a $35,000 ring. Hannah actually bought her a $12,000 ring, and got a, but he got a $35,000 receipt by splurging on two watches, a bracelet, and a necklace for himself, prosecutors stated in their court filing. The document continued, the Hana associate, that's the Egyptian, 
also explained that Menendez knew that Hanna shortchanged him with respect to the ring because Nadine, Nadine Menendez had taken the ring back to the jeweler and learned it was worth less money. Well, that was about to ruin things with Bob. What is this world coming to when you can't trust a, an Egyptian halal mogul to give you a $35,000 diamond ring as a bribe when that's what he promised you and he tries to stiff you with a $12,000. This is a sad story for Valentine's Day now that I think about it. <laughs> More information about what happened when the uh, G-men showed up at the, uh, the, the senators, the Democrat senators' home in Inglewood Clips. They found two bags filled with $100,000 in cash, each on, quote, on top of a large rack of clothes hangers in the couple's basement. Under the jackets were four boots stuffed with cash, including one boot containing in excess of $5,000 in $50 bills. They also had these gold bars, and apparently somehow the uh, help, the staffers in his Senate office saw the gold bars. Menendez and his wife apparently told his staffers that the gold bars were inherited from the latter's mother after her death. <laughs> oh, the old, my mother died and left me some gold bars excuse. At the height of the uh, coronavirus panic in late 2020 and early 2021, Menendez also supposedly asked several New Jersey mayors to authorize COVID testing at a particular lab that was paying off his wife. <laughs> Democrats in the news. Democrats in the news. So they didn't have school in Boston yesterday in the public schools because there was going to be a flurry. So what did the youths do since they had the day off? I'm glad you asked. Here's a headline. Teens arrested for robbing person on Newberry Street. They went downtown and they started robbing people. Antonio Packard-Wade, 19, of Dorchester, and a 17-year-old girl were charged with receiving stolen property, police said in a uh, statement. Officers arrived in the area of Calm Ave and Dartmouth Street around 3 p.m. Used to be a nice neighborhood. In response to reports, a group of juveniles had just robbed someone on Newberry Street. Witnesses said members of this same group of youths had allegedly broken into a vehicle and were walking toward Boston Common. Police stopped three of the youths matching the description on Marlborough Street before they were told that three more individuals were hiding inside 66 Marlborough Street. You know, Taylor, I used to own a condo on the other end of Marlborough Street. I'm really happy I don't own that condo anymore. It's a shame these kids don't <laughs> learn how to rob correctly. They get caught. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. That's right. This is I, I blame this on Michelle Wu for calling school, you know, at, at eleven o'clock the previous day, before a first before the first flake fell. Not that many more than one or two flakes fell anyway. Woo! Meanwhile, in a related development, remember the uh, remember the migrant youths from Venezuela who who uh, assaulted two cops in near Times Square a week ago Saturday night. 
One of the illegal alien foreign freeloaders allegedly involved in a mob assault on a pair of cops in Times Square has been arrested again, this time for participating in a coordinated robbery of a Macy's store in Queens. Darwin Andres Gomez-Isquiel was arrested last night and charged with robbery. And I get compliments on the hyphen. He is one of four third-world savages charged for allegedly entering the Queen City Mall last night and acting in concert to steal clothes they tried to hide in bags. They're only here to steal the clothes from Macy's that Americans can't be bothered stealing, and don't you forget it. When a 27-year-old American security guard confronted the group, the foreign freeloaders punched him in the face. Democrats in the news. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. 844-500-4242, Here's another feel-good story for you. You remember last week uh, in uh, Baghdad downtown, they, uh, they killed the the uh, U.S. military killed a uh, Kataib Hezbollah leader. This, this is the group that uh, killed the uh, three U.S. service members in, in Jordan with a, with a drone attack. And so they, they wanted to make, apparently the, the Pentagon, I didn't know they had this weapon, but they, uh, they wanted to make sure they didn't have any civilian casualties because, you know, there, were all this, there are still a lot of troops that are stationed in Iraq, and they still have to deal with uh, ISIS uh, insurgencies. They need they need troops there to, to keep ISIS from taking getting back into you know into power and massacring uh, all the civilized people that are left, whatever few remain in the region. So they did they didn't want to cause a, a big scene by killing a lot of civilians. So but they wanted to take out this guy as revenge. So they used him. With a, they killed him with a, a modified Hellfire missile that employs six long blades to shred its target and minimize civilian casualties. They call it the Flying Gensu, Gensu recalling the popular knife showed on TV infomercials in the 70s. He was traveling in a car, and they used this, uh, this, this, uh, ni- this uh, knife, knife missile. It's called the R9X. It's... It's an inert Hellfire missile designed by the Pentagon and the CIA to kill terrorist leaders. And I wondered about it. I saw the picture of the car, and and the car was totally demolished. But nothing else, nothing else around it, the car was was damaged. And all the all the onlookers were just like standing there, like, this is the darndest thing I ever saw. They killed those savages, but nothing else happened to the guy standing on the corner. 
uh, imagery of the strike uh, on the uh, terrorist leader showing the remnants of a burning but largely intact vehicle was reminiscent of others involving the Gensu. A weapon like the traditional Hellfire missile would have destroyed the vehicle and much of the surrounding area. And they've apparently used this three or four times to kill these, uh, these savages. 844-500-4242. Have any of the uh, foreign illegal alien hyphenated savages' mothers been reached for comment? Not to mention members of the Heath Street gang like Jizzle and Smooth. He's a good boy. A very good boy. Not to mention Moolah. 844-500-4242. Nine one nine. Bob Menendez had to buy his wife a new Mercedes. He had to extort a new Mercedes, to put it more properly, because the innocent victim who died ruined the other one. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Charlie, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Charlie. Hey Howie, it's Ginsu Howie. Ginsu, Ginsu. Excuse yeah. me. No, Gin, Gin, Ginsu, Gin, Gin. Gin, Ginsu. Ginsu. Chops, chops you cans and then chops your tomato. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long since those, they were advertising on TV. They were, were those put out by Ronco? I have Could no you get a idea. free splatter screen or a smokeless ashtray if you bought a uh, Ginsu? Okay, go probably, ahead. Probably. <laughs> hey, th- those kids shouldn't be walking down the street robbing people. They should be... In, in school, zooming, right? They, they why, why aren't they zooming on snow days? I, you know what they they zoom, that was zooming was okay for years, wasn't it? So you know that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Charlie. Five zero eight says the RX nine. It slices, it dices, and it makes Julian jihadis. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting something for our tax dollars. I'm glad they got that weapon. 844-500-4242. Now if they could just find Yahya Sinwar, the Hamas butcher Nazi savage Muslim. I'm Howie Carr.